people close to me dying would be my biggest fear. Mm. Why does that scare you? Oh, don't my eyes are watering. <laughs> Welcome to the brand new Unstoppable podcast with your host, Johnny Pierce. In this podcast, we're going to cover all you need to develop unstoppable confidence, build an unbreakable mindset, and we're going to make sure that everything that you listen to is unforgettable. We'll dissect the lessons from the people that you want to hear from, and you have access to this completely free of charge. If you like it, don't forget to share it with your friends, and I'll see you on the inside. We are back with another episode of the Unsubtle Podcast and I'm incredibly excited for this one because it's a special person in my life and we are joined by my new fiance, which feels strange saying, I haven't said that that many times, so it's exciting, but we're here with Lauren and yeah, it's good to have you. Thank you very much. We've been speaking about doing this for a while, so it's good to get around to actually doing it and I think it was before we were engaged we were actually speaking about doing it, so yes, now I as to be wed on our first podcast. Yeah, it's good, it's good. And we're here in our natural habitat, covered in- Bruno hair, yeah. Bruno yeah. hair. We had the sellotape out and we're trying, and we're in black as well, it's probably uh, the worst color choice. We had a, a big roll of heavy duty sellotape that we had to defluff ourselves. <laughs> Before and on. Bruno couldn't be trusted to be here for the podcast. So Lauren's brothers had to kindly take him for a walk while we're recording this because he does make some noise whenever he's not getting attention. He, act, he acts up. He would be all in. He would be too distracting, I think. And whenever there's a new person in the hot in the house, like Ross here in behind the camera, it's kind of a bit too exciting for him. And all the new stuff as well. He'd be in those bags and around yeah. the camera and everything. I know. That's the real life of having a dog. Yeah. And so, yeah, to kickstart this, I suppose, a lot of people ask me all the time, what does Lauren actually do? Because she doesn't really talk that much about it on social media and they see, I suppose, the, the highlights that we post on social media, but we're always keen to get more of an insight into kind of what you do. So tell us a little bit about that. Yes, so I left school at 16. Um, I just knew university wasn't for me and that I would end up going to university doing a subject that I wasn't really interested in just because everyone in my school was going to uni. And I thought, no, so I did, I left school and I started working in the family business. So it's concrete related. Um, I'd be on the roads every day selling concrete. Um, you're probably bored of hearing about concrete. Anytime we see houses, I'm like, yep, yeah, and every concrete time, stones. <laughs> every time we would be out with our friends that we're kind of mutually oh. friends <laughs> with, they would be into construction. Whereas I have, I have no clue about any of that stuff. And Lauren likes to, to show me up I suppose and talk yeah. about manly stuff that I don't really know much about. He has to make rules saying no more talking about work and then whenever we were on the ski trip there was a, a brick wall and I think this became there was a guy on the ski trip and he was a quantity surveyor and we got into a good 30 minute conversation about what if these were facing brick or what sort of brick they were and everyone else was just yes. a bit lost so yes that's one of the rules no talking too much about concrete whenever we're out with friends. Yeah, construction becomes a, a heavy topic of conversation. Yeah. And tell us a bit more about that role. So obviously, male-dominated industry, being a female in that world, how, how does that kind of fare, or how do you find that? Um, I would find it very hard to be taken seriously in my job, being super glam, super glamorous. In work, you know I'm wearing a five-year-old pair of shoes, sometimes have holes in them, 
and a pair of leggings and an oversized workplace. I think if I did look very glam, people would find it harder to take me serious. You know, they would think, oh, what does she know? And there definitely is that. You know, people phone in and I answer the phone and they don't want to speak to you. You know, they want to speak to one of the guys in the office. Um, to be, it doesn't really bother me at the start. It would have, but now I think, do you know what? If they don't want to speak to me, they can sit and hold for however many minutes to speak to someone else. So mm. you just have to have and be able to take the crack as well, I think, you know. Yeah, and you, you've been around concrete for a good part of your life. Mm. When did you, did you have much interest in it at the start or were you kind of thinking I wasn't going to go down that path or? No, I think I always knew um, whenever I was probably 13, 14, I used to go out with my Uncle Colin in the lorry. I used to get up at six o'clock every... I know you probably don't believe that. Mm -hmm. I don't do early mornings. But I used to get up at six o'clock and go with him on a Saturday to go and do concrete delivery loads and was always asking him questions. And yeah, just always really interested in, and would have pointed out other things to my dad as we were driving along and always wanted to find out more about it because you being in our house, you know, that's what probably 80% of our conversations mm. are about. You know, we're always yeah. talking and I, about it. And I still don't have much of a clue about what Lauren's no. dad talks about <laughs> whenever he's talking to me about concrete, but I tend to, to try and agree. Yeah, I disagree. <laughs> but uh, if you nod your head, he sometimes picks up on it. He says, you don't have a clue what I'm talking about, do you? He calls you out. But no, it, it's nice working with the family. Um, it's challenging. And I think I would really struggle if my brothers were in the office with me. My, it's me and my dad in the office mainly. My brothers are out in the yard, so I'm not working directly with them. So there's no reasons for conflict there between the siblings. Me and my dad, um, during COVID, it was just us in the office and we were constantly butting heads. You know, we were just too close mm -hmm. working eight, nine hour days as well as the high stress of COVID. Whereas now I do my thing, he does his thing. Um, and if he needs anything, you know, I'll, I'll do it for him. Yeah, and I think like the the common misconception around people probably listening to this is like, oh, that person works in a family business, they get it easy. But in actual fact, when you see it firsthand, mm -hmm. these guys put in a lot of work and they put in a lot of effort to actually produce what they need to produce and, and do the work they need to do. Often people think, oh, I was listening to another podcast recently and they talked about, you know, waking up in silk pajamas whenever you wake into a, a family business. And I think for you, like, yes, of course, you work hard and you do put put the hours in equally sometimes you'll get a buy ball if you're a little bit late in yeah definitely Def no there is i think it's it works both ways i definitely don't have it easy you know my dad's always said no you need to learn the value of things nothing's ever just going to be given to you so even from we were no age he had us like cleaning the garage cleaning his cars things like that because he worked so hard to where he was so he was always out doing stuff and out fending for himself so he sees the same with us my brothers i have it easier than them but my brothers on average work 72 hours a week yeah and that's why i have like i suppose massive amounts of respect for lauren's family and and the work that her dad's put in and being able to kind of create the members of the family into hard workers as well because often hard work isn't a trait that you would see in someone that wakes up in a family business but I see that in Lauren I see that in her and brothers even, even more so and you know? my sister as well she's uh, doing her chemical engineering down in Dublin you know she worked so hard she actually failed well didn't fail but she didn't get the results she wanted in her A-levels mm -hmm. so went back to tech and repeated them and got all A's mm -hmm. you know there was just that determination to keep going you know she didn't get the results and then eventually 
chagrins the uni she wanted and has the yeah. job she wants now. Yeah, and that's something for the listeners as well. Like if, yeah. if at first you don't yeah. succeed and you really, really want something, whenever you put the work and the effort to actually get there, you will get there. Sometimes you don't get it first time, but it just takes a little bit of time and we actually repeat, repeating's okay. Starting over is also okay. Often people will, if this is a heavily related kind of fitness related podcast and often people start a fitness journey they've done something once and it hasn't worked out and then they often think oh it's not possible for me to get the results I want but there's absolutely no reason why they can't try Mm -hmm. the actual result they want to get but do it in a different way and I guarantee you that the results will be different because I suppose you keep doing the same things over and over and over again you're going to get the same result whereas if you change something do something different you're going to get a different result if you do it right so outside of that you did something different you weren't gonna be working in concrete or you do a bit of baking and then you studied something different at college yeah I loved doing the cakes Um, whenever I had finished school I just wanted to take a year out and do something else before I got into the working world so I'd went and done more just for fun to be honest you know I love cooking and I wanted to go and learn about food so I'd done a course in the tech studying bakery and patisserie and my mum she'd done wedding cakes um, before she had had kids and it was always something I was interested in it's never something I would want to do full time but it is something that I do love doing for friends and family as soon as people during Covid started paying me for doing it and actually, I took it took any joy out of it for me, mm-hmm. so I, I stopped doing it. I wasn't enjoying it as much. Whereas a friend or a family member would come and say, "Can I have a cake?" and I would be like, "Yes." So we're talking like five or six cakes a year now, and that's yeah. me completely happy. It became more of a passion project for you. It wasn't like as soon as it turned into almost becoming it, a business, you it, didn't it, want it. Yeah, I didn't enjoy it at all. Um, I didn't enjoy dealing with the people either. It wasn't just, you know, it was just people nitpicking and things like that. And I thought, no, people just couldn't deal with it. Yeah. But I do all, I do love it. And as well as that, I was finishing work because I was still working. I was finishing work. And then it was either going for a run or doing the cakes. And it was putting cakes in the oven and going out for a run and making sure I was back on time to get the mm-hmm. cakes out of the oven. And then, it, you know, I, I do enjoy going for runs, but... It was just a lot of effort to do the cakes as well as that and think I've got to go for a run and then come back and do cakes or else get this cake done and then it's eight o'clock before I was getting out for a run. Mm-hmm. And I suppose everyone will, I think they will enjoy this story because it's quite funny so tell us a little bit about when we first met and how that kind of came about. What was the first initiation? What happened? How did the conversation start? Well I had fancied I don't know if that's the right term I had fancied you on, on Instagram and um, you sort of popped out out of nowhere but we would have known similar people and I remember we were sort of interacting on Instagram and I was really hoping that you would message me so I put out this story and I said what watch should I get should I get an Apple watch or a Fitbit and I was hoping you would message me mm. The funny thing is I did think about messaging <laughs> yeah, at that point, that but after. I didn't. And then I put up a photo and um, I used to have a cat. He's a fluffy Persian cat called Riley. And I wasn't expecting it at all. And I put it, posted a photo of him to my story and you messaged me saying, he's so fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it started. Um, and then I asked you out for a date. That was on a Friday. I she asked, asked me out. I asked, you heard it. I asked you out for a date. Um I don't like that whole where you're talking to someone for ages and then you meet them in person and they're not the same. Like, that's just wasted time. So I just wanted to get out and meet you. And we just went for, we went to Milan-Moi on the Lisburn Road, which is now closed. Mm. And we went for a nice drive 
it was just very casual. Um, I actually think I had an event. I was Miss NI at the time, so I had an event the next day. So I had, I was probably orange with tan that I hadn't washed off. And then that the Saturday night, we met up again. On the Sunday, we went up the morns. And then I was away for a week on holidays. And it was after that week after I got back, you asked me out up the morns. So we were only going out for two weeks. No, we were seeing each other for about a month. No, it was two weeks. <laughs> it was two Don't weeks. Know. And he asked me out. And then she doesn't like wasting time. No, well, it was you that asked me out. Well, um, on, on, on the first day that we met, it was a weird situation, but or the first day that we had started spoke, speaking yes. on social media. You seen, I was in the Miss Northern Ireland Mini at the time, and we were in Lisburn. I was in a car park, and you had said to your friends, you were like, there's Miss Northern Ireland. And then you were like, oh, wait. That's Lauren, yeah. And I'm talking to her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But this was only about an hour into the this conversation. This was, it was just so strange. Yeah. Because I used to go to the gym that you used to work at. I, don't, I used to go to spin classes, and we were like, how have we not bumped yeah. into each other? Yeah. It was just really strange. Just shows you the way the world works. Yeah. And off the back of that, engagement we're how long were we together now coming up four years yeah and we got engaged in december tell us a little bit about that on your end your side of the story i really wasn't expecting it um like i said i had never put i was never pressuring johnny like we're so comfortable where we're at you know i didn't be different i think if we were going out for six years i'd be thinking why aren't we engaged so i wasn't in any rush about that at all i also thought you wouldn't have been able to keep it a secret Mm. I don't know why I would have thought you would have said to me. Anyway, before we went to go to Dubai, my sister said to me, do you think you'll propose? And I was, it was the first I thought about it. And I was like, my goodness. I was, and then I started panic, but I was like, I don't know. And we, well, I tell them about whenever we got to the, the hotel. Yeah. Whenever we got to the hotel, it's only looking back on this, but we arrived and the concierge at the desk said, congratulations. And I didn't think anything of it. Bear in mind, pre this... Sorry, we weren't engaged at this point. No, we weren't engaged. So before this, I had actually sent the hotel numerous messages that says, don't mention this on the Monday that we arrive because the event isn't happening till Tuesday. But technically but we arrived... We arrived on. after 12. So as soon as we arrived at the hotel, the guy goes to me, oh, congratulations. And I was thinking on the spot and I said, oh, thanks. It's great <laughs> to be here. And I was pretending that he had congratulated yeah. and I, I told Lauren, look, do you want to go and sit down? And, and I had also asked them to put a little bit of display in the, the old fashioned romantic that I am, put a little bit of display in the, in the rooms and floors yeah. or whatever it may be. And I says, is there anything in our room? And the, the hotel concierge, he says to me. You told me to sit down, so I was sitting down away at, at a this table. Point, and then he says, yeah, sure, we've got the flowers and the cake for you and the, the champagne. And I says, no, this hasn't happened yet. And he says, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And, and all this here. But it, it, in hindsight, it was really funny. It was one of those moments, if you didn't laugh, you would cry. And so. then I was going, I was going mental. You know, we had tra been traveling. It was about one o'clock in the morning. And I was like, why is our room not ready? I was going, and you were trying to keep a straight face. And I was like, why is our room not ready? You know, we have technically could have been here from three o'clock yesterday and it's still not ready yet. So I was... I was all angry at that, and and I was I just turned around and faced the <laughs> the other way, and was just laughing my head off. I just couldn't believe that this was happening because I'd sent so many emails. Albeit the hotel were great outside of that, it was just a little yeah. bit of a I suppose a miscommunication on their part on communication. 
that is a big, big lesson as well. I suppose your ability to actually communicate something and sometimes whenever you communicate via an email or via a text message, the message doesn't actually go through. So I believe and inside our program, we focus heavily on this is that you actually need to get good at communicating, especially mm-hmm. as a partnership. Communication is going to be the vital and essential part of you actually staying happy, staying consistent with everything you're doing. And also, I suppose other people who are kind of joining our program, often they have to speak to their partner about it and it's about their ability to actually communicate how they currently feel to their partner because often that hasn't been done and then their partner's like oh well why are you joining this you don't need to be healthier you don't need to be fitter you don't need to be stronger but in actual fact the other person who wants to join the program hasn't articulated themselves to their partner and then often that led led to to conflict it might have just been a text oh i'm joining this program and the the other person doesn't really understand so i think that's a a key example and it just came came on top of my Mm -hmm. head and um so actual engagement the moment of getting engaged tell us a little bit about the funny story at the start um as to what happened and all those things so dubai marina i'm making sure i say it right because I always say Dubai, and I really the Dubai. So I'm really mad. Dubai. Dubai. Dubai is nearly like one big promenade. So if you miss an exit, you have to go the whole way up before you can come round and turn again. And we had left plenty of time for this boat trip. You had told me we were going on a boat trip. And the reason, I think so many people were like, why were you dressed so nice? I was for wearing, I thought it was more like a sunset crew. So I was going to be wearing beachwear and a nice coverall and you were like no we're going out to this lovely restaurant afterwards and I was like right and I would always say to you what are you wearing you would say to me what am I wearing I said what top even for this I was like what are we wearing you know um so I had made sure well you'd also made sure which I'm very glad about you know you'd sort of said you know to be wearing something nice for dinner later and not that I tell you what to wear but I was just yeah advice yeah well no not to wear the swimsuit (laughs) because we're going out to dinner or else I would have been the swimming suit we were really late and you were very panicked I was quite stressed you know because we had this nice boat trip planned and this is in the taxi yes and of course it's eating into your minutes we had was it three hours we had on the boat so it was eating into your minutes but we had to be there for half six and it was eating into our minutes you're just annoyed you know we're paying for this boat and we're just sitting here in this taxi but we got there eventually um, we brought some Prosecco from the hotel, which was good because there is no off licenses over there really. Um, so we had a little toast um, and we're just enjoying ourselves. You then went to the bathroom. What about the taxi on the way up? That's the funny part. What about the taxi? Uh, we were in the taxi and it was delayed and I kept saying, oh, we're going to miss the sunset. We're oh, yes, miss no, the I was sunset. saying, I was like, I was, I was like a bit annoyed, but I was like, why is he freaking out so much? You know, but it was just cause you I cared ha- about you the had- sunset because I had it all planned and yeah. I thought it was going to happen at sunset and then it was maybe just. But it was still sunset. It was still sunset, yeah. Oh no, it was all perfect, but that was just you. You know, I wouldn't have known yeah. any of. And then any other day, I wouldn't have actually cared about being delayed. Being about being twenty, stuck. yeah, twenty minutes okay. late, not the end of the world. And then in the in the we got a videographer, and do you remember this is what Instagram doesn't see the the fact that in the start of the video, the videographer sees us storming to find this boat oh, yeah. and I've got Google Maps on my phone and, and I'm storming walking. in front of Lauren and like I'm a man on a mission and, and Lauren's in behind me and it looks like we've just fell out and this, You're this, storming onto the this boat. videographer has captured this thing and this is such a beautiful moment but it's actually me on Google Maps yeah. being annoyed that I can't find where this boat is. Yeah and okay no it all went so perfect though like I couldn't have wished for and I think I had also said to you things 
which I think is important. You know, I hadn't yeah. told you what ring I wanted, but it was, wasn't it about a year ago in notes I had ever said, when the time comes, you know, because we knew we were going to get engaged, these are the rings I like. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want you guessing for such a thing that is so important. I want something I know that I'm going to like. And I actually had to look up what rings I like because I didn't really know, but you had put your own twist on it and helped design it. And even how I'd always said, oh, I'd love there to be, I'm not into those post-engagement photo shoots, but I'd love to have photos of the engagement. So I'd said that to you. And I'd also said, I'd love it to be on a holiday, you know, somewhere that you could mm -hmm. go back to and have all those memories. And it was just things over the years even, you know, because we were talking about engagement and from we were going mm -hmm. out six months that you had listened to and really just made it all happen. Yeah, take notes on your phone. Yeah. Lads, that's the, the biggest thing you can ever do. Whenever I listened to Lauren say anything that I felt was important. And even the ring I took size. my notes out and wrote yeah. it down on my phone and she thought that I'd remembered all this. In actual fact, I wouldn't have remembered it, only mm -hmm. I'd written it down in this yeah. little notes page on my phone that I hoped you wouldn't find. And yeah, that was it. So engagement went well and obviously you did say yes. So I that did. was that was positive. I did. Well, only you didn't really say too much. I yeah. thought you were going to give me a lovely speech. Yeah, normally I'm good for the, the whole speaking thing, but sometimes you get a little bit emotional. And didn't. we were both emotional, but no, you just said, and I said yes, yes, and I think you got the idea when I got the ring out. You, yeah. you kind of knew what was happening. I did. I did. Even whenever we were walking up the side of the boat to the front of the boat, I had a sort of butterfly feeling. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what it was, but I was just sort of... Yeah, and even the videographer, I had told the videographer, pretend you're just part of the crew, you know, <laughs> you're, you're in secret until this thing happens. And then another person trying to blow my cover comes up and introduces us himself to us saying I'm going to be your videographer and then this other lady came over and said she was going to be our photographer and I was like Lauren's going to be wondering what is going on. I honestly wasn't you know because I know that you love doing your excursions and things on holidays you know you're the one that's like let's go out in this boat let's go out and do this so I thought you it was just something you know it was a nice boat we were going on you wanted memories you wanted content you know whenever we were doing the scuba dive and things like that you're always like you always want the photos so yeah of course but I just thought you know, it was just mm. an extra special. Yeah, and then as I was saying, you said yes. So for you, what, why are you saying about that? I'm not sorry. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing. <laughs> um, so what qualities were important for you? Not that you were searching for a partner at the time, because I think these things kind of just happen, mm -hmm. but equally when you were growing why up. Why I didn't ever break up with you and I'm very happy yeah. with you. Yeah, those things. Um, I would say you're very... I didn't ask for compliments, by the way, just generic... Oh, sorry. Generic qualities. <laughs> um, well, the ones that matter to me is funny, which funny. you can say the same about me. Yeah. Um, kind. Are you giving yourself a compliment there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind, thoughtful, loving, hardworking. Mm. And a good dog dad. A good dog, Dad, yes. That was important. It was important. We were Even talking though you about didn't like dogs before Bruno? I didn't, and I still don't really. You like Bruno? I oh, I love Bruno. I love Bruno. But if I see a dog walking on the street, like, I've just no interest mm. in it. I'm not a big animal person, but no, I love Bruno. I love, and I do now find more dogs cute. I definitely would have been a cat person, but now I was actually afraid of dogs. I was a bit whenever I was younger. So, and even whenever we first got Bruno, you were all 
playing rough with them and all and you know letting them chew your hands and I was like oh mm -hmm. whereas now I you know Bruno is we always joke that Bruno thinks he's my girlfriend as soon as me and Johnny be on this sofa and Johnny lies up beside me or Bruno just sort of scurries himself in like this yeah. and makes Johnny move yeah but Thanks no so. you're very good which I think in the long term sort of is what you would hope that person would be like. If that's what they're like with a dog, you'd hope they'd be yeah. like that whenever it comes to having kids. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> um, but even, you know, cause I have, whenever we got Bruno, I was doing all the research and looking up and I said, I don't want them to eat any human food. I only want them to mm. eat this food. I want them to have oil, um, salmon oil and things like that, or even taking them on walk. Hey, Bruno eats better than I would probably eat. He does, he eats, he eats really good high protein he's good high protein dad folks that's what you need yeah but as soon as i said to you look this is the only things we're gonna feed him and this is what way i want it done you just done it you know there was no issue same with the walking you always take him out for his walks and mm -hmm. just to make him yeah. and obviously on another point we've been lucky enough to do loads of incredible things what's been your highlight or your favorite thing that we've done together probably back to the scuba diving where mexico but if you remember, I was terrified. I wasn't gonna go. I wouldn't really, me and Johnny once went to, what's Brompton Beach? And I jumped in the water and hated it. And I thought I'm never going in the sea. Wouldn't really go in the sea at the beach on holidays. But you wanted to do, you love your excursions. You wanted to go scuba diving. And we went and it was unbelievable. We just stayed, we were in the water for hours mm -hmm. and we seen the turtles and- yeah. And we were on holiday with another couple and we managed to persuade Ellie to, to come in the water who wasn't hugely excited about doing that but then loved it and our poor friend I know Thomas that's what I'm just laughing about to was, what uh, did he say before he got on the boat he says I've never been seasick and then we got in this boat and about 20 minutes in he sat there with his head in his hands and he sat like that for three and hours and he sat like that for three hours and he didn't experience anything but the last thing he said to you was he was like Johnny take a photo of Ellie in the water. Yeah, so he wanted me to capture the moment of mm -hmm. Ellie who didn't want to go in the water, who was, and he wasn't even able to lift his head, so he yeah. would look at the photo But later. no, that was, oh, that whole holiday was, was just perfect, but definitely, there's lots of wee small things that I love doing, but that was probably one of the most memorable and like a real tick off my bucket list. Mm -hmm. And what, I suppose, what hobbies outside of obviously going on holiday do you currently enjoy? Um. I like the gym, but more so than the gym, I love running. Really love running. I love trail running, which I haven't really been doing just with the bad weather. So it's coming into summer, I'll be doing a lot more trail running. Um, what else do I enjoy doing? I do like cooking. Mm -hmm. I haven't been doing it that much. Um, and even even on that point, sorry to interrupt, but I think with that, you know, often we think whenever it comes to getting fitter and getting stronger, Lauren said she doesn't absolutely love the gym. She still goes. Yeah. But equally, people think, oh, we need to do a certain thing to get a certain outcome. But we've got clients inside our program. Some of them train from home. Some of them do running programs. Some of them train in the gym. Some of them do all these different things and they mm -hmm. still get their desired outcome. So it's finding what you actually enjoy because that's the thing that you're going to be most consistent with long term because if you don't enjoy it it's never going to last so what you need to think about is when you're starting a journey like this is what do you see yourself doing mm -hmm. in the long term and if you do see yourself doing it in the long term you're much more likely to get yeah. the ideal outcome definitely like I think especially for me whenever I wasn't that into the gym before I met you I've always liked running and I think I've seen all these people on Instagram 
that love the gym. And then I went and I'm like, why am I not feeling this? Like, why am I having to drag myself to the gym? And there's days, most days I do have to drag myself to the gym. I go to the gym to help with my running. So I would run three times a week and I go to the gym twice a week. But I still don't love the gym, but I love the running. And I think people are sort of usually, you know, if you ask people in the gym, oh, would you be running loads in the summer? I'd be running about 18 miles a week. Um, and they're not going to feel the same about running as they do the gym. So I don't post on Instagram being like, oh, I love going to the gym. You do love the gym. Like you love mm, going. I just enjoy going. You, yeah. love, you love the gym. We don't actually train together, but you love the gym and I don't. But I love running. And mm. that's the thing. Whereas you don't really like yeah. running as much. So don't love it. But it's fine. And, and the same with I was doing yoga. Loved yoga as well. Mm. That was more. But I still do. Don't love the gym. I still go. Yeah. And it's just about keeping on going yeah and i suppose this podcast's a little bit about couples and being a partnership what do you think works well for us as a couple um i think that we're it was actually what my mum wrote in our engagement car to be two independent people like their own people but that work well together and i think that's what describes us like we're very independent like we don't really rely on each other too much but we just we're with each other because we love each other really yeah and i think that's an important part like so many people rely on another person for their mm -hmm. happiness and i know that lauren doesn't rely on me and i don't rely on her like and that's very, not yeah. that's not a bad thing that's that's completely cool because it means we work well as a partnership long term and it means we can have our own hobbies we can do our own things we can have our own kind of goals for each and every single week and each and every single year most of those goals align but how we do that is actually slightly different and also then we can come together and have fun together but not know not know like oh lauren's out tonight i'm gonna have a rubbish night because she's out no i can actually go and do my own thing and have my own life separate to lauren but then we still come together as a good partnership and on that you were saying i sent you over my calendar i've got like a busy sort of month coming up so i sent you over my calendar and was like look I'm out these nights, these days. If you want to plan something, if you want to do something with your friends, same with you. If you're going on holidays, you're going to London here shortly, you'll let me know. You know, you'll let me know weeks in advance so I know that I need to be at the house with Bruno. It's not like a last minute because that would just, you know, it would just cause arguments. If I had things planned, you had things planned. So, yeah, sending it over, knowing what each other's doing and we always keep a Sunday free as our day. Mm -hmm. to do something nice whether it just be going for a nice brunch going for a walk once this weather picks up we'll be back to going up the morns things like that and just having a nice day um and also booking holidays having little trips away where it's just me and you um is really important yeah and obviously we spoke loads lee about positive things in our relationship and how great we are of course there's frustrations from mm. both parties and that's completely normal and that's completely okay we're happy to to share that be open honest and vulnerable and i'm giving lauren the full opportunity to slit me here so tell me a little bit about what frustrates you about me can i say what frustrated me about you at the start of our relationship versus now yes at the start you were working so much you were in the gym so i was seeing you very very little and then you were on your phone all the time i didn't understand it as much back then that you were working i would have been with you whereas now you balance your time more wisely whenever you're around me you try not to be as much on your phone you get the work done before i come whereas i would have been coming around to you and you'd been just sitting on your phone and it did annoy me 
um, you don't do that anymore. Yeah. Now that you have your own house, the messiness. The messiness. Johnny is a messy wee bugger and it's nothing that I can fix you. It's just the way you are. Yeah, but just, often I suppose my time still, is better spent elsewhere. Yes, you do still tidy and I could tidy it for you. It's just then you just don't appreciate it as much and you make the mess over again. So I would say, look, please tidy for me coming round. I would actually ask you or and then but then it annoys you that I keep on nagging at you. Mm -hmm. so in my defence, most of the time I am working to yeah. try and make sure that I am not working whenever Lauren's around and that's what she spoke about there I suppose is about creating that balance and yeah. actually having those boundaries in place where you actually dedicate time to being present to a set person and that's what I've really focused on probably over the last 12 months especially and I suppose that's what's really changed things for us not that it was bad but it I also want to say you're not like a hoarder I think I'm just a perfectionist yeah. And messiness is really annoys me. I mean, that cup sitting there is annoying me now. It's just my cup of coffee, folks. <laughs> so I think, you know, I'm the one, and my whole family is the same. You know, my sister's on a worse level than me. Yeah. Some would say that you are OCD, but I'm not here to judge. So any, anything... Anything that's just sitting out of place annoys me. Yeah, it's so whenever she says messy, I don't think I'm actually that messy. And The tiles hung wrong and that's me. <laughs> yeah, like if there's one thing out of place, that that's a problem for Lauren. But I'm okay with that. And I actually have really made a point of trying to keep things clean. And still, it's probably not up to Lauren's standards, but I have made a conscious effort of trying to improve it to, to create less yeah. conflict for us. Because there's always going to be conflict around certain things and, and that's that's normal, but it's equally, you want to kind of make a point of trying to help the other person. Because if that is what frustrates Lauren, well then that's okay and I'm fine with that. But equally, it's like knowing that I need to make a point of improving where I'm weak because everyone has their strengths and weaknesses and being clean is a weakness of mine. Don't get me wrong. I still shower every day. I still brush my teeth. It's a different kind of, <laughs> different kind yeah, of clean. It's whenever I go in to get dressed, I'll normally leave what I was wearing whenever I got changed on the floor. And normally whenever I used to live at home, there was a magical fairy that used to tidy that for me. Uh, that being my mum, but that now isn't in place here, which is unfortunate. Though my mum bought me a washing machine when I first moved into the house, yeah. which you've maybe, used about three times. <laughs> I've used about three times. The new the new approach is put the washing in the washing basket and mum texts me saying, have you any washing? And I say, yes, here's my washing. And that's a great help to me because it allows me to actually serve our clients better. And yeah, my time could be spent doing this washing but I feel like I can have more of an impact whenever I'm actually coaching our clients doing something positive and that's what I actually value um, my time doing and where my time needs to be spent in my opinion yeah so yeah um, what other things there honestly isn't that many um, I think sometimes if you've had a a tough week and things and I would come around here expecting you I'm in a good mood I'm all happy and I'd come around you've had a really busy week and you're stressed and I want to watch TV, and you're like, no, I'm tired. And I, I would get angry at that. Obviously, that's not on you. That's more just, I'm just saying what things that annoy me, and that would, but you've been working hard all week, and that's pretty much the answer to that. But other than that, I'm quite happy. That's it. So not being clean needs work done, working less. 
No, no, no. I'm just saying it's something that annoys me, but I understand. You know, you, you, I'm a night owl, so I want to go to bed late and I get up later. You want to go to bed early and get up early and at, at the start again, that would have yeah. annoyed and me And also a lot. we find it hard sometimes, probably like every couple, to find something to watch on TV that we both actually want to watch. No, no, we don't. You, you, you have a really, we were watching Ozark and you loved it. I, I would watch more TV than Johnny does, so I'm like, yes, we'll watch this. This looks really good. And unless you're watching it, you get really bored. So we would, we've watched like three seasons and then you've just stopped watching. I'd say, come on, we'll watch Ozark. And you say, no. Mm, that needs to really excite me. It does. It needs to really excite you. And I love like documentaries and things that are based on true stories and all these different things. And Lauren would go and watch... I don't know, what do you watch? Serial killers and all Well, that is a true story, but like you watch all their random stuff on Netflix. I do, I watch loads of stuff. I would never stuff. watch. Yeah. But you love TV. I do, I love TV. Yeah. I always leave myself like two hours of TV once I go for my run just to chillax. I yeah. wouldn't be on my phone person. My phone's charging and I would just watch TV. Um, Obviously, we've talked about all my negative traits and now everyone who listens to this podcast knows that I'm not a clean person which is fine yeah what would you say you're not very good at I would probably say I have more than you I'm self-aware of them probably because you you would tell me about them either being a perfectionist and being having very high standards about the cleaning about other things communication I would just be quite happy not to speak about things. You know, if things are annoying me, it's fine. I would just push it down. No, I suppose just to make a point on the communication thing, I think it is so important that that's something that you've really improved on mm -hmm, from the very start. You would have maybe not spoke about it or told me one thing and actually meant the other. So we've really actually dedicated time to actually speaking, whether we go out for a walk with Bruno and we actually have a conversation or whether we just sit down and speak about something that's on our mind. And I, I'm someone that likes to... I suppose, tackle whatever it is head on. So mm -hmm. if something's happening right now, we'll sit down and we'll speak about it and we'll resolve the situation instead of something being brushed under the carpet and then it just builds up with more and more frustration and then it ends up in an outburst from, from someone if it hasn't been communicated. So I think actually having maybe a dedicated time in your week where it's like a, a weekly meeting or something like that, it doesn't need to be like called a meeting, but maybe on a Sunday when we're doing something together, we'll speak about what's happened within the week and Sometimes. what went well, what didn't go so well and what could be improved. Since I still do lack communications, Sometimes I would text you it and then I would say, we need to speak about this. Mm -hmm. Even small things, you know, small wee things. I would text you and say, oh yeah, we'll, we can chat about that later. The bedroom's not tidy. We need to speak about this. <laughs> no, I'm just, it is wee small things, you know, because, and I think that stops any big blow up arguments. There is no big blow up arguments yeah. in our relationship. There's, there's wee minor tiffs and things like that about, like I said, wee silly things, me, if I was in a bad mood on a week um, and convinced the house and it was messy. But other than that, there is no arguments. Yeah. And it's yeah. And I suppose the whole Miss Northern Ireland thing was a big part of your life. And I suppose it's good to touch upon. Um, for you, when you think back to when you won that, like what emotions were you experiencing? How were you feeling? And how did it change your life? I didn't think I was going to win it. 
I really didn't and people always say oh it's fixed it's fixed I had no idea I was going to win it I put up a post the day before I won you're at the Europa Hotel and you're doing um, a sort of boot camp day you're doing interviews you have to do an interview with I was 21 whenever I won and I wasn't an overly confident person I really actually I probably lacked confidence I remember being quite unhappy and but it was something I always really wanted to do looking back on it now I think if I wanted more out of it going in at it now I would be a completely different person of course I've already won it it's already done and it's it's brought me so much but I was really lacking confidence and it did really help me whenever I was you know to go in and stand in front of eight judges and speak for 30 minutes I wouldn't have dreamed of doing something like that whereas now it's made me more confident but at the same time whenever I won and I was with so many beautiful girls you know girls that I'd only ever seen that I always followed ACI models and then meeting all these girls it can also nearly bring your confidence down you know you hadn't really seen that and you're in this world where everything is so glam and you sort of are thinking I I'm not that glam I maybe look like that one day a week but then the rest of the days you know this is me this is me glam I I whereas usually I'm in work and I wasn't like that so that took a lot to get my head around um what did that teach you about yourself I think just to be comfortable with who you are. And I think as long as I am, if I'm having over Christmas there, you know, um, my auntie had passed away and I wasn't feeling well. I had a sinus infection and I got into such a bad place because I wasn't able to train and I was nearly feeding into by eating all the wrong foods. Whereas whenever I'm training and eating well, I just immediately feel better about myself. Nothing's changed. I'm always the same weight. You know, I don't go up and down. I just automatically feel better. Um, which I wasn't really training as much during, especially in the lead up to Miss World. I wasn't really training. I was quite stressed. There was lots going on per time management. What were you stressed about? I'm sorry, let me, per time management, that would be one of my weaknesses. Just about, you know, I was always just running just on time to things and getting out of work on time and getting to things on time and making sure you said the right things. You know, you were promoting an image, you had to be the image, so there was always some stress that came with that. You felt there was like there was a lot of responsibilities on you. Mm-hmm. It's not just being a Miss Northern Ireland, you know, you're doing so much charity work. It was going, I was going down to Northern Ireland Children's Hospice and you know, I still, there's still a charity that means a lot to me. So it was a lot more than I it wasn't more than I could handle, but it was a lot more than I thought it was going to be at 21 years old. But it has made me the person I am today. Like, I learned so much from it. It's made me more mature, definitely. I suppose if you were to go back to that 21-year-old Lauren that won the, the competition and more or less the first few days of winning that, what would you say to, to her knowing what you know now? Um, Probably that I did... I wish that I kept up with my, like I said, I'd stopped sort of training well and eating well during it. I was stressed. So to get the best part of me and for me to be at my best, to continue that through. I know it seems stupid, you know, but you know, if I'm, I always say how great I'm feeling whenever I'm training. So carry that through. I was going to miss on world, a bit unhappy with how I had looked. And I think if I was training and 
Yeah, but it's, I suppose like on that point, it's not all about how you look. It's no, how the training it, made you feel. And that, no, that's what I'm saying. I always look the same. Like my, I, I don't, my body weight doesn't change, yeah. but it just makes me feel better. Yeah, and I think on that point, I suppose it's it's knowing that sometimes people think they need to train to look a certain way, but in actual fact, it was how Lauren felt at that yeah. time, and it wasn't about how she she was looking because she probably still didn't look that much different. But look- equally, it was about how she was actually feeling whenever she trained and she ate well and she fueled her body with good quality food. How that then makes you feel? I always say you'll never regret doing a gym session. You'll never regret doing and eating a healthy meal. And something that you will regret is eating unhealthy food. Or you know, oh, there's a time and a place for that, of course. But maybe missing a training session will make you feel in a certain way. And I think it's so important. It's vital and essential that you actually consider that when you're starting into a fitness yeah, journey, for example. I was just young. And like I said, the time management was a big thing for me. And I think just that comes with being young as well. You're, you're more immature. You're younger. You're not handling things right. If there's a lot on your plate, you're not handling as well. And I was like, no, don't have time to go to the gym. I was just snacking on the road and things like that. So time management, I think that's just came with age. Mm-hmm. And... What's your biggest fear right now? Hard question. Hmm. Don't know how deep to go. I would say people close to me dying would be my biggest fear. Mm-hmm. Mm. Why does that scare you? Oh no, don't my eyes are watering. <laughs> um, not just missing people. Family's important to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I suppose you, you look up to them a lot. Mm-hmm. What what traits do you look up to and who do you look up to in your family? I look my mum and my dad. My eyes are still watering. My mum, my dad and my granda. Just how kind they are loving, like we were always given from we were no age, like such a strong family unit, like such a lovely, kind environment, like room to grow, um, surrounded by so much love and opportunity. Just something that from them that I would definitely want to give my kids and you know my granda is just like another dad to me my aunties are just like other mums to me like you it's it was probably very different coming to my family like I see my grand every single day I see my aunties nearly every day and um, we're all just so so close so if something was to happen to any family or if it that's my biggest fear yeah no 100% and last few questions are a bit of fun okay good (laughs) so on desert island i know that i actually shared some of these questions with lauren beforehand to give her an idea of what i was gonna throw at her this this. is the one that she was finding the hardest so you're on a desert island you can bring three things with you what three things do you bring could we go four no three okay um, it was. I actually looked up ideas to this question. This was the question that really did. I think I think too much into small things, right? So, water. Water, right? What if that runs out, though? No, I'm gonna bring. You can bring anything. So unlimited bring, supply yeah, of water. Unlimited supply of water. How are you carrying it? They throw me on the island, so I'm there with it. It's automatically okay, there. Right. Unlimited supply of food. These aren't things you can bring. No, they are. Right. Unlimited food and unlimited Right, if you're water. not allowed to bring food, and then I'll, I'll bring... Actual fish, things. I'll bring a fishing rod. You have to find your own food. A fishing rod. A fishing rod, right. Okay. Um, or a bow and arrow. <laughs> I can imagine you'd be great with a bow and arrow. No. Uh, last thing is either... See, you say desert, which means makes me think it'd be derelict. So I'm thinking, should I bring a shelter 
to keep the sun off me or should I bring matches to start a fire? Right, so there'll be trees. I don't need shelter then. I'll bring the matches to start a fire. Water, food, matches. Yeah. Have you not been watching Bear Grylls enough that you could start a fire without it? No. No. Matches then? How bad would I be at starting a fire? Can't see it happening really. Yeah, so matches. Yeah. And something that you'd love to do but you haven't done it yet? Can be anything. Go to Everest Base Camp. Just go there or walk to it or? Walk to complete Everest Base Camp. And this is all came off the back no, of watching it, a TV show. We once, have you seen the guy Nims? You know, he's like a famous mountaineer. No, and he, let, let me tell the story. <laughs> and he climbed seven mountains in seven months, the seven highest mountains in the world. I think it was 14. And, and anyway, off the back of watching the first episode of that, Lauren told me that she was going to climb uh, Mount Everest. Bear in mind, we hadn't hiked up Slave Donard in probably two years, so I don't know how you expected yourself to be able to do that, but. Well, Everest Base Camp, I really want to do it. Mm -hmm. Or a mountain within that range, you know, in that, is it about yeah. 5,000 metres? Yeah. Final question. I close every podcast like this, and I think it's interesting to hear everyone else's concept of what this is. So what does becoming unstoppable mean for you? Being the best version of yourself and expecting the best from yourself and giving it your all. Love it. Thanks so much for listening today to this podcast yeah. and it was great to have Lauren on here. If you liked it, don't forget to follow us on social media, share it with your friends and tell them all about it. And other than that, can't wait to see you in the next episode. See you soon.